Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Drive to Thrive show, the show all about being yourself, being your best and truly thriving in life, whatever that means to you. Today's episode is going to be a practical and powerful one, building upon what we were learning about last week. In last week's episode, we were learning all about the power of goals, the advantages of setting goals, different ways we can do it, how else we can use goals for some really powerful benefits within our lives. And then we took the smart process, implemented it right away and set a quick and effective goal that we could go and get straight into action with. And today we're going to be taking our goal setting to the next level because a huge part of thriving in life is about working smart, being effective and getting the greatest amount of results for the least amount of effort. That way we can be efficient with our time, energy and resources and give us the greatest chances of achieving success. And that doesn't just apply to when we're taking action and being productive, it also applies to our goal setting too. Because think about it, if there was a way that you could greatly increase your chances of success with your goals before you've even taken action, you would want to know about it, right? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be learning about in today's episode. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Effective goal setting, how to massively increase your chances of success. When it comes to achieving the results that we want, being fulfilled and thriving in life, goal setting is something that is imperative. And last week we learned all about three tried and tested goal setting methods and put one of them into action to set your very first SMART goal. And by now, you've most likely already taken action and achieved the result that you wanted. So first and foremost, congratulations and well done you. And today, we're going to be learning about how we can take our goal setting to the next level. Because when it comes to setting goals, there are some different things that we can do that are going to greatly increase our chances of success before we've even taken action. Nothing big, nothing complicated, just some simple questions that we can ask ourselves to help draw out some additional ideas, insights and information that are going to give us a great head start towards success. Sounds pretty amazing, right? Well, let's get straight into it. Last week we learned all about the SMART process and setting goals that are specific in the results that we want and specific in the first step we need to take in order to achieve it. Then the M was about our measure of success. How will we know we've been successful? T was about the time we want to have achieved it in. A was about how achievable is this result and making sure that it's something that we can definitely still achieve but is also slightly challenging for us. And then the R was all about it being results based, is it a specific result we can measure, is it reasonable to expect ourselves to take action within that time and so on. And today we're going to build upon that. So when it comes to setting your goals, once you've decided what specifically it is you want to achieve, a powerful first question to start with is how is it possible that I don't already have it now? And then go ahead and answer that question. Because by asking how is it possible that I don't already have the result I want now, we're going to start to tell ourselves some of the stories and elicit some of the narratives about why we've not already got that goal. And this is very powerful because if you remember back to episode five, the only three things that can stop you from achieving your goals, 
When we ask this question, the answers that we give, we may be able to identify in those answers whether we have some negative emotions, ineffective strategies or limiting beliefs right from the very start. Because if we were to say, how is it possible that I don't already have it now? Well, we might go, well, you know, the market was like really difficult a few years ago or blah, blah, blah because of this or blah, blah, blah because of that. And in what we say, in the answer that we write down, we might be able to identify, oh, there's a potential limiting belief or, oh, there's a potential negative emotion or, oh, maybe I was using an ineffective strategy before. That way we can mitigate these things right from the very start. So when it comes to setting your goals, once you've decided what the result is you want, ask yourself, how is it possible that I don't already have it now? And pay close attention to what answers come up as you write them down. Next is to ask ourselves, why is it that I want the result that I want? And when we ask, why is it I want the result that we want? What we're doing is we're going a wee bit deeper down the emotional layers from the result itself. So for example, someone might say, I want to lose weight. And you go, why do you want to lose weight? Well, so I can fit into this outfit. Great, we've now got a bit of a deeper reason as to why they want to lose weight. But what we want to do with our answer to why we want something, we want to ask again, and why do I want that? And then once we've written out the answer to that, ask a third time, and why do I want that to our second answer? Because what we're doing is we're going deeper and deeper down the layers. And the deeper we go, the more intrinsically motivated we become because we create a connection to deeper, more meaningful emotional reasons that give us that connection with our subconscious mind, that give us that huge sense of purpose. And so, for example, someone might say, I want to lose weight so that I can fit into this dress. Okay, why do you want to fit into that dress or outfit? I want to fit into that outfit because then I'll feel much better about myself. Okay, why do you want to feel much better about yourself? Because when I feel better about myself, I'm just more fun to be around. I'm more kind to my family. I'm a better example to my children and blah, 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 blah. And so when we ask ourselves why, why and why, we go from these kind of surface level outer reasons for why we want to achieve something right down to the very core of these deep intrinsic reasons that are going to give us a sense of purpose, are going to uh, employ the powers of our subconscious mind and really help to drive us forward. As well as that, an additional something you can do here when you're asking, and why do I want it? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? You can go as many layers deep as you like. For now, I'm just saying go three with my clients. I like to go sometimes as far as seven. But once we know why it is we really want something, what it's going to get for us or allow us to do in our lives, we can then connect that goals, that goal or goals to the vision of our life, to that big compelling vision we created of what it would be like for us to be living our best lives, to be thriving in life, to have achieved all of our most meaningful goals. That way... That goal that we're setting is linked to that grand vision, thus adding to the sense of purpose. And then something else we can do is link it to our values and see why is it I want that goal and how does it link to my values and my vision? Again, when we link our goals to both our values and our vision, it ramps up that deep, powerful sense of purpose that's going to drive us forward towards success. 
And if this is the first time you're hearing all about values and vision, then you can go back to episode three, all about creating your vision for life. And then go back to episode six, all about discovering your core values and living a purposeful and fulfilling life in alignment with your values. So question number two is to ask myself, why do I want to achieve this? And keep asking why to go further down those layers. Up next, is to ask ourselves when we're setting our goals, what resources do I need to succeed? And when we think about resources, we don't want to just think about external things that we might need. Like for example, if my goal is to get fitter, then resources I'll need are running shoes, weights, potentially something to help track my times and my VO2 max. All these kind of resources are great, as well as other external resources like maybe I'll want a coach or maybe I'll want to read this book or maybe I'll want to watch this YouTube video all about increasing VO2 max or whatever it is. Listing all these resources is something that is necessary and hugely powerful. And as well as that, I also want you to begin thinking about internal resources. What resources do you need within yourself to help you to succeed? Maybe we need organization, maybe we need discipline, maybe we need some more belief or some more faith and begin to think, what resources do you need to succeed? That way you can have a look at what's going to be required to help you to achieve this goal and assess, okay, these ones I've already got in place, these ones I still need to go and uh, create or make happen and then we can go and do that, that way we've already got everything we need to succeed before we've even started. Next is to ask ourselves, how can I track and measure my progress? Or quite simply, what milestones can I set along the way? Because sometimes when our goals are pretty big, pretty hairy, pretty audacious and exciting, they can sometimes be far away in terms of the time it's going to take to achieve them or in the amount of effort it's going to take to achieve them. And something that can hugely help us to stay motivated and make consistent progress is to break our bigger goals down into smaller chunks, into milestones or mini goals, so that a goal that would maybe take three months, six months, a year, five years to achieve, instead of waiting five years to achieve the final end result before we can feel like a success, we set many goals and milestones along the way so that we can make progress towards them, achieve them, tick them off, enjoy that sense of progress and success and use that to keep building positive momentum to keep driving us forward. And so, what milestones can you set along the way to help you to achieve your goal? Next is to ask ourselves a very key question that not many people think about. So by asking this, you are miles ahead of the rest. And that key question is, what might stop you from taking action or achieving the result that you want? And again, thinking about that end result you want to achieve, Go about writing out anything and everything that could possibly stop you from taking action in the first place or that could come up along the way and prevent you from achieving the results that you want. And then, even more powerfully, once you have your list written down of all the potential things that could stop you, then ask yourself, how can I completely mitigate these things or overcome them? And then go about writing different things that you can do for each one of the blocks that could come up on how you can completely mitigate it in the first place or how you can overcome it if it comes up. 
That way, as we're taking action, as we're going through our days, if some of these things were to pop up, we're not completely blindside, uh, blindsided by them. We're not completely thrown off track. We're not deflated, defeated, or wanting to give up. Instead, we go, aha, I already preempted this could come up and I know three different things that I could do to help me to overcome this right away. That way, we're assessing what obstacles could come up and preparing ourselves to help to deal with them. And again, maybe some of the things that could come up to stop us are negative emotions, ineffective strategies, or limiting beliefs. And going on what you learned in episode five, the only three things that can stop you from achieving your goals, you've got some top tips that can help with that. Up next is to use the power of accountability. Accountability is such a powerful tool and it's actually one of the reasons why coaching is so successful and so powerful because accountability means that we involve other people or outside forces within the process of achieving our goals. We are accountable to someone or something outside of ourselves, therefore we're even more likely to take action. And the way we go about using accountability is simply we can ask ourselves, how would I like to hold myself accountable to taking action and achieving this result? So for example, let's say that I said, right, cool, right now I'm increasing both my strength and my fitness at the same time. And so what I want to do is get in two big lifts a week, two strength workouts and three cardio workouts. How can I hold myself accountable to getting this done? Well, I could have an accountability buddy, a friend who's also working on their goals and we hold each other accountable. I could use my fiance Kirsty because we often talk about our goals and our visions and things. I could use one of my coaches that I work with or I could even just have some form of tracker set up on my watch where my watch knows my goals for the month are to do five workouts a week. That way, if I'm not doing the workouts, my app can tell me, hey, by the way, you're falling behind a wee bit. But with using a coach or a friend or an accountability buddy, all we do is say, hey, Kirsty, I've said I'm going to do three cardio workouts next week, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. Can you please check in with me or can I please check in with you on Monday by 5pm and I'll let you know I've got it done. That way, even if I wake up on Monday and I'm like, oh, my legs are a wee bit tired or oh, it's a bit cold and wet outside or oh, no, do you know what? I can just put it off till tomorrow. Ping. Oh no. I said to Kirsty that I would let her know by 5pm tonight that I'd done that. Oh, okay. Better go and get it done. And so that accountability gives us that extra something outside of ourselves to inspire us, but also to give us that we kick up the bum when we need it. And here's something really cool. There was a study done by the Dominican University in California by an amazing woman called Dr. Gail Matthews. And this study took over 200 participants from all different walks of life, doctors, lawyers, dentists, nurses, musicians, artists, all different walks of life put them in five different test groups and they all uh, set, uh, They all went about goals. Group number one didn't write anything down, group two wrote it down and so on. They added some extra steps. Funnily enough, all steps which we are learning about today. And long story short, test group number five, they had accountability with someone else. They wrote their goals down and they made commitments to take action on those goals. And the people who used accountability, who wrote their goals down and committed to taking action, were 42% more 
more successful than the people who didn't write their goals down. And so by you taking the steps last week of simply writing your goals down, you've already increased your chances of success. By using accountability and committing to actions like the way we are now, you can increase your chances of success by nearly half. And that's before you've even taken action. And this is why coaching works so well, because with my clients, we sit down, we create a vision for them, we set out some goals, and then each week we sit down, talk about what their goals are for the next week, how they're going to go about doing it, what could come up and get in the way, and then they go off to take action, knowing that next week we're going to sit down and talk about how they got on with their goals, what went well, what didn't go well, what we need to change if anything, and just knowing that they're going to have that check-in with me to sit and talk about their goals is what really ramps up their drive to take action, and of course the success and results that they get. And so, Ask yourself how you would like to hold yourself accountable to achieving your goal and find someone or some way that you can hold yourself accountable. Next, very, very, very important question is to ask ourselves, how can I celebrate and reward myself for the progress that I'm making? Because when it comes to our goals, it's very important to celebrate our success especially if we celebrate it with others. To me personally, that's just what makes life worthwhile because life is all about love, connection and relationships. But we don't have to wait until we get to the end result before we celebrate. If we have our milestones, our mini goals set up, how can we celebrate and reward ourselves for making progress along these milestones? Because remember, when we celebrate, it helps condition our brain to go, hey, See how you were really disciplined and got out of bed every day and did all these things I asked you to do? Well, that was the right thing to do, hence why we're celebrating. And just like training a dog, it helps condition our brain to do these things more habitually and naturally. Not only that, if you remember back to last week's episode, one of the greatest ways for us to increase our levels of dopamine, i.e. motivation, is in the anticipation of a reward. And so if we know how we can celebrate and reward ourselves along the way, our brain is anticipating getting these rewards. It's ramping up the dopamine levels and that greatly helps to increase our motivation and our ability to enjoy the journey. And so, key question, how can you celebrate and reward yourself for the progress which you're making? And then last, but by no means least, another, of course, funnily enough, powerful question. These are all powerful questions. It wouldn't be a great podcast on how to take our goal setting to the next level if they weren't all powerful questions, would it now, Gary? Anyway, so last but by no means least, what will I do once I've succeeded? Very important question because not many people consider this and what happens is they put in all this thinking power, all this energy, all this drive and determination into what it's going to take to achieve the result, to being in the process, to taking consistent action, to adapting and adjusting and getting themselves all the way there. And then when they get there and they've got the result, they're not sure what to do after it. And this is why some people yo-yo back and forward on diets and different you know, levels of weight in the fitness industry. This is why some people end up self-sabotaging themselves or losing results in different areas of life, whether it's business, finances, relationships, whatever it is, because all their focus and attention is on getting the thing. But the majority of time in life, once we've achieved the result, 
We don't just get to kick back, relax, and that's it for the rest of your life. Hell, if I want to keep six-pack abs, I need to keep eating well and I need to keep exercising. But if I didn't consider what I would need to do after getting the physique that I wanted, I may have found it very difficult for myself to achieve it. And so using that example, you know, let's just say that you wanted to get fit and you wanted to get lean and you wanted to be able to see your abs, we could ask yourself, what will I do once I've succeeded? Well, I'll adapt and adjust my exercise nutrition routine to make it something that's a bit more flexible, a bit more sustainable, a bit more enjoyable. I'll also um, keep a monitor on what my weight and my body fat percentage is so that as I make adjustments and changes to my diet and nutrition, I can be aware of the effect that's having on my physique and thus I'll be able to sustain and maintain this over the long term whilst also enjoying it. And so key question, what will you do once you've succeeded? And that's it. Some very simple but very potent and powerful questions that we can use to help take our goal setting to the next level. Because by answering these questions before we go and take any action, we are going to be prepared as much as we can possibly be to the highest capacity that's going to give us the greatest chances of success. And so, we learned about using the SMART goal process in last week's episode. And this week, we learned that once we know what result we want, ask ourselves, how is it possible I don't already have it? This will give us some of the narratives and stories around the goal and help us to potentially identify and mitigate any limitations before we've even started. Next is to ask ourselves, why do I want what it is that I want? And ask why a few times, go down into those really deep emotional reasons to uh, kick in that intrinsic sense of motivation and purpose and link it to our vision and our values. Next is to ask what resources do I need to succeed and make a list of all the resources you'll need both internally and externally to go out and achieve the results that you want so that you can make sure they're ready, organised and good to go for you to start taking action. Next is to ask what milestones can I set along the way so that we can tick things off, feel like a success, build positive momentum all the way towards those even bigger results. Next what might stop me from taking action and getting the results that I want and identify any blocks, challenges and things that could come up along the way and of course ask how can I completely mitigate these and or overcome them. That way we're prepared and ready, we're not caught off guard and we can just keep moving forward regardless of what comes up. Next is accountability. How can we hold ourselves accountable to taking action and getting the results that we want? Finding an accountability buddy, working with a coach, asking a friend, family or loved one that we know supports us with our goals and bringing in other people to help increase our chances of success by over 40%. Next, how can I celebrate and reward myself for the progress that I'm making helps to increase that anticipation of a reward, ramp up the dopamine, ramp up the motivation and the drive to go and take action. But not only that, we get to enjoy the journey. We get to celebrate what we're doing well and even better if we can do that with others. It just brings us all so much closer together. And what's better than sitting down with friends and talking about your successes, talking about your goals, talking about your vision and how you're progressing towards it. And then last but by no means least, what will I do once I've succeeded? Asking this question to ensure that we are prepared and ready to keep moving forwards even after we've achieved that successful end result. And this brings today's episode nicely to a close. 
where we've learned about some simple yet powerful questions that we can use to help take our goal setting to the next level and massively increase our chances of success. Make sure to tune in to next week's episode where we'll be finishing off our three-part series on goals with some top tips to make sure that you reach success. Between now and then, revisit the SMART goal process, set your next goal for between now and next week, use the questions from today's episode to massively increase your chances of success, and please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, leave a five-star review with your podcast host, and until next week, take care, please be kind to others, and I'll catch you real soon. Peace.